You're listening to Boston Needs to Know on WBCA 102.9 FM, a show highlighting local Boston news. On April 1st, Mayor Michelle Wu launched Fair Housing Month by announcing the submission of the City of Boston's assessment of fair housing to the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. By doing this, Boston is complying with federal fair housing requirements first established by the Obama administration. Boston became the first major city to embed fair housing in its zoning code in 2021. The zoning amendment requires developers to consider impacts on residents historically discriminated against so that steps can be taken to reduce these impacts and provide new housing opportunities for everyone. Today signals an incredible infrastructure being um, built in the city around fair housing, and that's just so important for all kinds of reasons. To, to tie fair housing and zoning together is incredibly unique. I don't think that's happening anywhere else across the country. Um, and it means that as we build out our city, we're going to build it out equitably. There's going to be monitoring and review of development to ensure that displacement is not happening, that, that fair housing laws and protocols are being followed. And it just kind of lifts up the whole fair housing agenda in a way that I think is going to be really game-changing for the city. COVID has exacerbated the housing issue, and the COVID crisis has really brought to light uh, the problems that are out there, even more than before. And so it's, it's more important now than ever to make sure that we have the protections in place and the fair housing protections in place to ensure that everybody has a right to fair, affordable housing, regardless of uh, race, regardless of economic background. Uh, we want to make sure that um, everyone has the right to fair and affordable housing. And the reason that's so important is we, don't want, we want people to have housing, not to be displaced, uh, and we think it's so important that it's a collaborative effort with the state and the city working together to address these issues for our tenants and our homeowners around foreclosures and evictions and rent. Um, no greater issue facing our city. Housing discrimination, unfortunately, takes a lot of different forms. Uh, it could be based on race or source of income or religion or the fact that you have children in your family. And the most important thing in all fair housing work is fair housing education to make sure that every person in the city of Boston knows what their rights are, where they can go to redress their grievances, where to file a complaint, and what remedies we can give them if we find that discrimination has occurred. So there is enforcement, there are solutions and remedies, and people need to take full advantage of them. And if they have any doubts, call the Boston Fair Housing Commission immediately. But it's our goal ultimately to right the wrongs of the segregationist history of Boston. The city of Boston has gone through a number or has a history in the past of racial discrimination, particularly in housing and in other areas. And it's now time for us to move into the 21st century and right these wrongs and actually take steps to really fulfill the dream and the purpose of the Fair Housing Act. On April 4th, a video of Boston was presented as one of the highlights of the new all-inclusive Boston campaign, a multimedia drive that encourages tourists to spend time in our city. Tourism traditionally has been one of Boston's largest industries. In 2020, COVID-19 took a big bite out of Boston's hospitality business, 
and had a comparable effect on the restaurant, recreation, and entertainment industries. The all-inclusive Boston campaign is designed to re-energize Boston's tourism and travel industry in response to the economic impact the pandemic has had on these sectors. The campaign promotes Boston as a welcoming and diverse destination with a rich history and many untold stories. The goal of the campaign is to make visitors more aware of the cultural and overall charm of Boston and its neighborhood restaurants, tourist attractions, and entertainment venues, and bring the tourists back to our town. The objective of this campaign is really twofold. It's to tell a new story about Boston, uh, one that people may not have heard before, and it's also to generate uh, visitation into Boston and um, activity at some of our amazing small businesses throughout the city, not just in the traditional tourism areas of the Back Bay and downtown, but also out into our neighborhoods like Roxbury, Dorchester, East Boston. It's really telling the story of all of Boston and all of the people in Boston as well. It's really to give both residents and visitors alike an opportunity to see the Boston that we all know and love. A Boston that celebrates rich diversity and inclusion in food, in people, in culture, and to amplify, elevate, and celebrate small businesses as well as our neighborhoods. This is about retooling, reimagining, rebuilding, and re-engaging um, everyone to really support our small businesses, many of whom were devastated by the pandemic, and to do it from not just the downtown, but also back to the neighborhoods. As we are using this campaign to attract uh, visitors and tourists to the area, it's also about how we're turning residents into tourists in our own city. I remember growing up and, uh, you know, there were folks I went to high school with uh, in Dorchester that had never been to Charlestown. Um, and, and it's too easy in our city uh, to get comfortable with what's right down the street versus hopping on uh, a free 28 bus, uh, just putting that little plug in there, um, to visit other neighborhoods and other restaurants and other uh, cultural institutions. And so as much as this is a campaign for drawing uh, new uh, people to our city, it's also about how we're making our residents um, uh, imbibe all that the city has to offer. And this campaign is part of our effort to create and tell the story of a Boston for everyone. Whether your family dates back six generations here, whether you are new to this country or city, or whether you haven't yet had the chance to come and visit, we are here, we are welcome, we are ready to embrace you. And so far, the all-inclusive campaign has generated more than 4,000 new visits to our city since January of 2021, which is an incredible feat given the dynamics of the pandemic and all that our communities have been struggling with. This is income for our small businesses, this is vitality and energy in our communities, and this is telling the story, spreading the story of Boston through everyone who comes here to share and, and take in what we have to offer. On April 4th, they donned the hard hats and had hammers in hand as work on the new campus for Ben Franklin Cummings Institute of Technology at Nubian Square was poised to begin. The former Benjamin Franklin Institute, a college of engineering and industrial technology, is currently located on Berkeley Street in Boston. Among the programs they offer are in automotive technology, automotive management, construction management, 
opticianery, and practical electricity. The college will demolish the building and remediate the land on the site of the new campus on Harrison Avenue, which will be closer to the neighborhoods where current students live. It will construct a new three-story building with approximately 68,000 square feet of classrooms, labs, workshops, and offices for faculty and staff. The Nubian Square campus will open in the fall of 2024. We are an institution that is inextricably linked to Boston. Many of our students are from Dorchester, Roxbury, Mattapan, Hyde Park. This location is so walkable uh, to the uh, T and also it's a hub of many um, of the bus routes. And so we want to be as accessible as possible to as many people as possible. Again, because it's important for us, one, to invest in Boston, invest in economic uh, mobility. And we know that education has so much to do with that. Benjamin Franklin is a, is a unique institution that provides opportunities for students that are mostly underserved um, by other institutions, and so we provide access um, to students who wouldn't normally have access to go anywhere uh, to be able to get a job in a high-demand field in the STEM industry. So um, we provide programs that are in high demand. Um, employers are looking for our graduates because we prepare them for great job for these skills that they need to get the job and so we we, we do what we can to make sure that um, we provide a diverse workforce for the STEM industry. We are excited to be coming to Nubian Square uh, in the fall of 2024 and wouldn't uh, pick another place in the city to establish our new headquarters. As a minority serving institution, this puts us close to the population that we serve and are in community with. This also puts us at the heart of communities of color, both in Boston and in the region, uh, establishing ourselves with others as an anchor partner here as we continue to see the growth of Nubian Square and Roxbury in a lot of ways, and we can contribute to what that looks like. When Ben Franklin moves to this site, uh, this will be an iconic location. Uh, it's a perfect location in many respects for who this kid, who this school serves, and what they are trying to accomplish uh, with education and programming. I can't wait to see what this looks like uh, when it's finished. But but I'm going to say the same thing I said about that building that they currently operate out of. I'm sure this will be a beautiful building, but it's what's going on inside this building that will be way more beautiful um, than the beauty and the glory of this particular building itself when it's finished. On April 6th, Mayor Michelle Wu announced a real push towards electrifying the city's vehicle fleet as part of a Green New Deal in Boston. The Boston Public Schools will be instituting an electric school bus pilot program, deploying 20 buses during the 2022 to 2023 school year. These electric buses will replace existing diesel buses and is the first step towards full electrification of the entire school bus fleet by 2030. There was also a further commitment to Boston's green jobs workforce by the launching of the electric vehicle Train the Trainer program, a collaboration between the Public Works Department and Madison Park Technical Vocational High School. Through this program, the city's central fleet management team will train students and city fleet managers in electric vehicle maintenance through Madison Park's automobile technology program. This adds new EV educational capacity to Madison Park's automobile technology program and will play a part in the Wu administration's commitment to creating a Green New Deal city. As technology is changing and advancing and all the advancement in the automotive industry with electrical vehicles, alternative fuel vehicles, uh, this is the future of our industry 
And uh, currently, right now, our students are the future of our industry. All these young people right here will have a golden opportunity to be on the uh, front edge or the cutting edge or the leading edge of uh, this technology. As we know, things are rapidly changing. Electric is really becoming the wave, not only of the future, but of the now. So it's absolutely essential that our young people have access to be able to learn more about electric cars so that they're marketable, not only for their futures, but even in the co-op program. We're hoping that this will be able to increase our co-op placements where the students have some additional skills where they, they didn't have access to before. So I think this is absolutely a game changer for them, for the school, for their future, for their families, for their communities. That climate change is, yes, it is a threat, but it's also a real opportunity. And green jobs create opportunities for our young people, not just to have any old kind of job, but to have jobs at the front edge of the cutting line technology that's going to transform our world and transform our economy. I look forward to coming, to seeing, um, and to being able to get to the point where we see our city vehicles and our individual electric vehicles not go somewhere else outside of the city, but be serviced right here by our own. We're here standing in the cutting edge, uh, leading automotive program that is connecting our young people to job opportunities each and every day. We wanna make sure that these job opportunities are also connected to the jobs of the future and what's best for our communities, for our climate, and for this city's future. And so our goal is to not only continue building out the infrastructure, putting charging stations where we can on public and municipal lots, working to set the tone and lead by example with electrifying our city fleet, but also to build the jobs and create the opportunities that we'll need to maintain and service all of these vehicles.